Welcome to the SBP Podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're about to listen to episode 58. My guest for this episode represents one of the pioneer mobile film festivals in the world. What I've always liked about their film festival is that they are different. They promote and include smartphone films like we do, but they allow just about any mobile device to be a part of their festival. With the words mobile innovation in their name, you can imagine that they are always looking to discover new ways to innovate the platform. This is not the first time Max has been a guest in our podcast. If you would like to, listen to more about Mina with Max in episode 41. In this episode, Max shares Mina's event and a new project in partnership with the Gorta Institute in New Zealand. everybody. I am here with Max Schlesser. Uh, Max is in Melbourne, Australia today, and uh, we've had him as a guest before, but we're about to talk to him about something quite special. Um, first of all, Max, why don't you, for our listeners who haven't heard from you before, um, why don't you just uh, briefly tell everybody who you are and, and a little bit about Mina? Yeah, good day. My name is Max. I want to make a film with mobile pocket and smartphones and I've done this for about 10-12 years now and about nine years ago I started MINO, the Mobile Innovation Networking Association, which was really to get filmmakers that use or creatives, artists that use uh, mobile phones or nowadays smartphones that have made films um, with mobile pocket and smartphones to get together and so celebrate these in a screening and we've had run these screenings uh, once a year on an annual film festival. We had screenings in uh, New Zealand, Aotearoa, in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Um, we sometimes work with universities. We've been at uh, Natanga Sound and Vision, which is a film archive in Wellington. We've been at ACME, the Australian Center for the Moving Image. And this year we will have the screening in November in China, in Ningbo. Wow. So it's always also like the idea of, being totally mobile, the festival travels to different places. And for us, that is sort of a great way to meet new local filmmakers and share their work. But of course, it's international film festival, so that means you get submissions from normally all around the world. And there's a committee of around 15 to 20 uh, filmmakers, scholars, artists, designers, um, game producers, directors uh, that look into the selecting uh, um, uh, between 16 and 20 films like, that are then combined into our showreel. And this is your this is your ninth uh, edition. The ninth edition, yes, the ninth edition. Wow, that's amazing, um, Max. You, you well, first of all, congratulations on going to China. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's um we are very excited about it. Um, I think there's lots of things happening in, in China. I mean, generally in the tech space, but then of course also. There is some, you know, new smartphone devices that are being produced and smartphone cameras that are being produced in China are getting better and better. But I think there must also be lots of filmmakers. And so we hope that by, you know, um, going there and collaborating with our colleagues in Ningbo that we will find um, more Chinese filmmakers and see what is happening there um, in that field of smartphone filmmaking, which, of course, is, you know, becoming bigger and bigger. And, and yeah being picked up in various places around the world. Yeah, I mean, stories are stories. Everybody who's a human being has a story regardless of where they are. But, you know, going over there, basically you're you're taking the film festival to them so, you know, um, not everybody can travel. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we do with Mina as well, of course, is we are always very interested in making the connections between um, content creatives and uh, the creative industries and also filmmakers and so we're also setting up workshops so that we can engage people that are interested in smartphone filmmaking and so of course we have like um a bit like 
uh, the podcast and a bit like the International Mobile Film Festival. We have a bit of a community online as well. So we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. But I think that is sort of a, a great way to, to build a community is really by going to these places and meeting the people. And I think that will be in, you know, a way that we can take the past filmmakers and future filmmakers and bring them together. Because we, every year we put lots of work into designing a really nice program. So if you go to our website, just www.mina.pro. So Mina is not the Italian rock singer, but it's a mobile <laughs> innovation network and association. Um, yeah, uh, we came up with that domain name, .pro. I know it means professional apparently, so we just like, let's try that. But yeah, it's Mina.pro. And under the screenings section, you can see the program from each nine years. And so there's a bit of information about the filmmakers, information about their films. And so that's very, very important for us to sort of, you know, let people know what happened in the last nine years. And of course, that's the exciting thing, I think, for smartphone filmmaking, that every year is slightly different. We see uh, new creative approaches, the settings are developing further. There's lots of things happening in the tech space. So it's always like, you know, more colorful, more vibrant than we'd expect. And I think that really what keeps Mina going because there's a few things changing in the space. We have some filmmakers that come back to us, but we also have categories for emerging filmmakers so that, you know, there's no competition between people that have made no smartphone films for, let's say, eight or ten years and someone that picks up a camera for the first time. So Mina is really for all of these different areas. And the other thing, Mina really focuses on um, documentary, experimental moving image arts, and it's a bit more sort of the arts, experimental, independent film festival, if you look at all the other film festivals around the world. And also because of the innovation part, um, including the technology that um, that helps to, to get creativity um, and raise it, uh, you know, different levels, right? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for us, the innovation element is sort of trying new things out and trying things in different ways. And so if our filmmakers break the rules of filmmaking, as long as it's coherent, as long as it's telling a great story, as long as it's a great aesthetic treatment or creates an experience, that is perfectly fine for us. And of course, the tools that we are using are constantly developing. So it's sometimes also very interesting to see that filmmakers have established some, let's say, slightly different rules than what you would expect to see in like the big Hollywood blockbuster productions. I mean, they are using smartphones now as well, but... Mobile filmmaking is a bit more about the intimate space, the personal filmmaking, the community-engaged projects, some aesthetic explorations of color and camera movement. And so we had all kinds of, you know, different experiments and editing experiments where people have mounted cameras to bikes or the weather balloons. And so it's, yeah, trying different camera angles, different viewpoints. We've had some people, uh, oh, some people, filmmakers, that, well. that people, 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 <laughs> filmmakers that uh, edit on mobile devices or, you know, on iPads, iPhones, which I think is also very interesting what happens if you're actually editing while you're out and about, while you're on the move and not bring the images back to the studio. And so, yeah, um, we're happy to see all these type of explorations. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I just actually just got an iPhone XR. My other one broke down on me. So, um, I had to clear, clean it out, but, uh, I got this one, the, the XR and I actually have room to edit on the phone now. So, um, it's pretty cool to experiment with all that. It's about time, right? You'd think that I would have had that a long time ago. <laughs> I was, um, using the, the six. So yeah, definitely. There's a lot of apps now for editing. Um, now that you're going to go to China, though, um, you're probably going to find some new tech tools out there that we don't know about in here in the West, right? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's like uh, gimbals, which are very accessible these days. There's lots of drones. And I think all these sort of things are part of Mina in a way as well, because, you know, um, there's drones that fit in the pockets and there's gimbals that fit in the pockets. I think that's sort of the the restriction that we sort of set around Mina um, in terms of pocket filmmaking is, um, you know, everything that is mobile that you can take with you, um, we sort of, you know, include in, in Mina. And I think there's, of course, yeah, there's some uh, different apps that I have seen uh, that are more established in, let's say, China than they are, you know, outside of China. So that could be of interest for 
the sort of field of mobile social media, the field of editing. Um, yeah, so different, different, slightly different approaches to filmmaking as well, which I think I'm very interested in about. So to see about um, how you know emerging or filmmakers in China make films with a smartphone, because Chinese has different approaches to storytelling and different approaches to creativity, and so or just like cultural. Um, nuances in these sort of fields of how a story is being told and the meaning of color and all these sort of things. And so I think that will also be a very interesting element to see what the films in, in China look like. And um, I haven't seen that many Chinese uh, uh, films, but the films that I've seen from Asia, I think they were always very interesting, the smartphone films. Mm-hmm. And so I think that could be also a great way to see what really is, what's happening um, in, in China. And I think there must be smartphone filmmakers in China. I actually think uh, most of the Asian, the, the regular, the traditional um, Asian films in China and and um, Korea and, and, and all those places usually have wonderful cinematography in them. Um, just the way they stitch everything together to tell stories. So that should be really interesting. Well, hey, uh, you've got another project, right, coming up? Yes. So at the moment, we launched uh, one project in collaboration with the Goethe Institute, which is a nucleus uh, film competition. And the idea is really to get filmmakers and everyone with a smartphone to engage, to tell a story about their environment, sustainability. And this project will become a a collaborative uh, film that we're then producing in Wellington at a workshop. And I think the great thing about this competition is that if you submit your film that goes through Film Freeway, and it's uh, filmfreeway.com forward slash Mina, there's a nucleus uh, competition section. It's a free submission. And we've just given uh, creatives, filmmakers, everyone with a smartphone really some prompts, which is to think about uh, a place that is a, has a special meaning for them, but also film a local plant for at least sort of about 20 seconds. And that is for us to sort of like to make a curatorial decision and also to sort of create a bit of, um, you know, uh, create a bit of a consistency among all these different projects that we, in, in, we will receive. And also then ask the filmmakers if they can remember a story that relates to that place and that plant. And so for us, it's a way that we were thinking about this project that we can create some <clears throat> reconnections to um, ecology. And so... There's, of course, some great, um, uh, you know, um, films that have used these sort of things, but also like an in indigenous storytelling, for instance, or what I learned in New Zealand about Kaitia Katanga, which is an engagement with the spirits of land to, to tell some stories. And there are stories everywhere. And so that's sort of something that we wanted to create to the word Nucleus and to this project Nucleus. And of course, Nucleus, in a way, as well as sort of what we see is very much similar, like, you know, the nucleus being a latin word for seed that you get an idea and from that idea it starts growing organically and that can translate into a film and so i think that is the same way that we sort of think about how a project can start growing um so from a you know a seed to a plant from a one idea to a film and so the competition is open now will run to the end of august and it will then become part of the um yeah ninth mina international mobile innovation screening Wow. Can you um, tell me just a little more about about that project? Like, for example, um, what kind of people would would be more? I mean, obviously, it's for everybody with a story. But let me rephrase that. How about the kinds of stories that may really fit in that people wouldn't think about? Because when you say the environment, people naturally think about something specific having to do with the environment. But this this is a little more creative than that, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, we are we are really interested, I think, in the personal approach of smartphone filmmaking. So films can be abstract films, it can be personal films, but we are really interested in sort of embracing novel connections to places and people. And so for us, the idea is that the idea is to, to go out and reconnect with some of the, the elements that we are around us every you know, we see every day, which is sort of, you know, nature and plants, but we sort of sometimes don't give attention to this. And of course, there's lots of debates around at the moment on like, you know, ecology and sustainability. There's, you know, the demonstrations for Friday for Future. And so we thought, why can't we sort of be part of this bigger debate and see what people come up with? And so, of course, 
you could be inspired by, um, you know, some sort of local heroes, which could be like community gardeners or zero wasters or people that live in sync with the environment. But it could also be about if you've got a memory about, you know, something that happened at one place and then going to that place and exploring what that plant was that, you know, where this sort of, you know, memory happened or it could also be about, you know, engaging with some of the things that you might find quite special. So whether these are like, you know, colors and the season changes or whether it's, you know, the shapes and forms and colors of trees. So it's, so it can be, an, you know, quite experimental approach or it can also be a quite, um, you know, a narrative driven approach. And uh, we're very interested, especially in the sort of local environment and cultural heritage from Australia, Indonesia, Philippines, Malaysia, Myanmar, New Zealand, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. Mm. And this happened through the Goethe Institute uh, being part of this project. And the Goethe Institute set this as a regional project for this area. And so the Goethe Institute is a cultural organization from Germany that has around 150 institutes around the world. And they are working with different regions on different projects. And so they approached MENA because um, we've been running the film festival in MENA for quite some time. And they found this was a fantastic way to start a conversation, to engage people into you know, different topics. And so we set the notion of ecology and sustainability for this year, and especially with a focus on uh, the countries. So it's, again, it's Australia, Indonesia, Philippines, Malaysia, Myanmar, New Zealand, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. And then we'll select uh, one of the filmmakers, uh, five of the, about five to six filmmakers from, you know, the different countries to come to Wellington to then produce one film that deals with ecotourism. So I think it's a fantastic way that you not only have your film being screened in a you know a great cinema in Wellington, New Zealand, where normally I don't know the premiere of the Hobbits would take place, but you get your <laughs> film screened there on a on a you know on the big screen, but also as a prize you will win that the Goods Institute will fly these people to New Zealand, uh, Wellington, and we will then create with the five to six people that are invited uh, uh, another film. So I think. You know, if you're a filmmaker or want to become a filmmaker or, you know, an emerging filmmaker, I think that's the sort of the key thing. That's what we do. We make films, we tell stories. And so that was for us the way of like, how can we find people that are really passionate about ecology and sustainability and making films on smartphone films and making smartphone films? We have to sort of set up a mini smartphone film competition. And so... Yeah, it's been just fantastic to work with the Goethe Institute. They do like all these awesome projects all the time. So we're like very lucky that we can work with them this year. And they've been really supportive. They will be part of the selection of the films, the, the short films that we select. So we said three to five minutes and around it's, you know, any theme of ecology and sustainability. We don't want to set too many, um, you know, creative constraints because that is sort of for us the way to see what we will really receive, which makes us very exciting. So could it be something like recalling an, uh, a, the natural essence of a moment, which probably one would not think is um, ecological or anything like that? Like, say, you know, like you were saying before, like a story of maybe someone, let's say uh, you and a group of people met um, in a forest, you know, and then you go back to the city in New York or something, the concrete jungle, Right. Um, but then you keep having these memories and connecting them with the forest or something like that. Yeah, something like that. That that exactly. I mean, sort of. It's when there was a special moment, and you know, where you experienced um, uh, flora and fauna. You know, uh, sorry, um, sort of more flora, where you, you know, um, so more nature, not animals, so just nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you experienced, um, uh, you know, have got some memories attached to it. And so I think uh, it relates also to some of uh, uh, what we learned, um, what I learned as a, when I was in New Zealand, the indigenous storytelling approaches. There's a different engagement with the land around you, which is driven through stories. And I think that is a really fantastic way that we can think about the things that are around us. And so embracing some of the, the things, some of the memories that we have, and then combining them with some of the visuals that we find in nature around us. And so, we, yeah, it could be memories that you have if you met some important people there. But there's also people that, you know, I don't know, just comes to mind spontaneously. People, they are like, do things like, you know, tree huggers that go out in the, in the forest and do that. Or there's some people that, you know, 
take care of, of forests. You know, there are some people that just go on hikes and, you know, that, so the limitations are really, we don't want to set too much. It's about like, you know, trying to say what you find important with a focus on ecology and sustainability. Maybe even sending a, or creating a message or something that creates a message using nature, you know, uh, rivers and rocks and how how they connect to each other, how they flow together and what they do together to, um, you know, rocks clean the water, right? And, um, yes. you know, things like that. And you can use that as a reference to something happening in 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 society or something yeah i mean for us it's very much a holistic approach so that's yeah. really like you know putting the spotlight on this interconnectivity and thinking about you know a personal message that you have in relationship to this um it could also be a very abstract work you know so that's that's also perfectly fine because you know you can do fantastic things with you know um filming water filming reflections and if you, if you want to use diegetic sound, if you want to use uh, music, as long as you get the original, you know, uh, releases, or as long as you record it yourself or produce it yourself, you know, there's no no limit to sort of you know you know what we say would have. You know, it can have a voiceover, it can have music, you know, it can have a diegetic sound and a kind of combination of these. So it could be very much the way you think about this project more like a poem, or it could be that you think about this project more like a diary entry or it could be that you think about this project more like um yeah like a report or a call for action so that yeah we're very open to these sort of um different ideas really yeah i i'm just because you know i just wanted to to simplify it a little bit because not everybody even understands the science behind all of that and um but everybody understands stories so by simplifying it, you know, more people can get involved because this is for everybody in the world, this contest, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, for the nucleus competition, yeah. um, we, we've, like the good since you set the parameters for us, and they're very keen because it's a the regional uh, of, of uh, Australia, Indonesia, Philippines, Malaysia, Myanmar, New Zealand, Singapore, and Thailand, and Vietnam. So that's for, for this part of the world. But um, the other films could be submitted to the regular MENA competition, you know, oh, okay. so there is sort of, that was just the way that um, hopefully next year we'll take it to a, a global level, you know, but that's sort of something that is happening at the moment. Um, if, if you're still interested in making a film from a different country, you can just do that preset film and put it part into the general MENA competition. So I think the whole MENA competition this year will be more framed around these themes, probably, I guess. So that's um, something that we are still finding out at the moment. We've had a few films being submitted already. And so, yeah. Uh, so if a filmmaker would submit a film from who's not from these countries to the nucleus competition, we would just sort of ask them if they were happy to be in the MENA competition. You know, sort of, I think that's sort of as far as the way that, you know, it's inclusive because that's what MENA is all about. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, so um, what is different between MENA this year um, outside of going to China uh, than it has been over the last few years? Or, or maybe what happened last year that was different from the years before? Um, every time I go to your website, it's um, it's Mina, you know, and I see a lot of similarities, but I see a lot of um, things that I'm very curious about because they're new. Yeah, when we have, what we have is we have... Um... Last year, we introduced a new category for mobile cinematic VR and 360 video production, which is called The Future Is Now. And so that was for us to embrace the whole space of um, 360 videos, cinematic VR, because, of course, there's lots of um, cameras now that are, like, connect to a smartphone or that you just attach to a smartphone. You can make 360 videos. And there's, of course, lots of film festivals that, you know, have um, cinematic VR and 360 videos, but... There has no one really that focus on the sort of, you know, pocket 360 camera. So we thought that would be like a new addition for us. And we had um, four films that really did really well in this um, space. And this year we have, um, yeah, the open call, which is a mobile smartphone and pocket films. And there's really no limits to it, except we say we would like to have it under seven minutes. And for us, the... We just decided to have this time limit because we want to have a, a screening that is normally around an hour, 90 minutes, 
And so it seems to work best if you have like 16 to 20 films. And so like in the first year of Mina, we had like four days of program, but it was too much. And so we were just too excited. And, you know, then you sort of people don't know to which screen they should go to. And so I think that's sort of what we do is we create one program that has normally it's a, you know, a journey around the world where you've got a film from at least every continent. And then with the elements of Mina sort of being, you know, quite bold in terms of experimentation quite you know uh you know adventurous with the innovation breaking storytelling and you know seeing what happens in the space then we've got one competition um category rather which is new voices so next generation smartphone filmmakers which is for um filmmakers that you know are first time smartphone filmmakers it could be film students it could be someone that has picked up a smartphone for the first time we've got the um yeah more Mobile cinematic VR and 360 video production category. You get one category for this whole space of micro formats, uh, micro movies, mojo storytelling, um, and then the nucleus competition, which is sort of part of the you know curated Good Institute project. And so, for nucleus, it focuses on ecology, sustainability, and smartphone filmmaking. Um, the nucleus screening will be in Wellington in the beginning of November, and the uh, General MENA screening will be in China at the end of the year. So it's for us also a way that we can have uh, two screenings. And that sort of, you know, was a really yeah, fantastic opportunity. So we thought that, you know, that sort of really speaks. Uh, well, yeah, and you have, a community, you have a community there in, in Melbourne as well, right? So Yeah, so Melbourne has been really fantastic. So last year we um, had a, a panel. What we normally do at MENA as well as we try to invite filmmakers that are, you know, from from the city where the, the screening is hosted. So we had like a fantastic panel discussion. It was the, the biggest panel ever. So there were around um, uh, 12 um, filmmakers as part of the panel. Yeah. And so it's it's a way that we, we have a screening. And of course, most of the filmmakers also had their films in the, in the MENA screening before. So it was a great way for audiences and filmmakers to meet and really like, you know, have a bit of a conversation about, you know, the work they produced and why they produced it and what is important um, for that particular project. And so, yeah, that sort of is always an, um, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a great addition that you can meet the filmmakers that, you know, uh, have worked on these projects. And so that was for us a way really to what we're trying to do every year. And so um, Melbourne was really great because there's quite a few smartphone filmmakers. So we had uh, a great panel at, um, the Australian Center for the Moving Image two years ago. And then last year we were at Sunburn University of Technology. We also had like, you know, uh, quite a few filmmakers being part of the panel and also being in the audience, of course. And so, yeah, that was really like a way to like, you know, build the community and have some great discussions on like what is happening in smartphone filmmaking at the moment and where is it going. So last year we had some um, films that um, uh, dealt also with some ecological issues. We had some films that dealt with some things from, um, you know, uh, violence and families to like, you know, um, the uh, LGBTY movement and sort of, you know, like, so it was like lots of uh, political issues. There were some issues that were like activist issues in a way. There were some, um, you know, films that uh, were done by um, indigenous filmmakers from Canada. There were some films that were yeah, really like great um, experimental projects, uh, moving image arts work, aesthetic explorations. So some were more performative. Um, some were more like driven by the cinematography. So yeah, it's always a, for us a great combination to bring the things together. And of course, if you can invite the filmmakers, that would be like the, you know, the, the, the best thing for us. Sometimes if we can't invite the filmmakers, we ask them to send us a short video that we can at least, you know, reconnect to them this way. Um, yeah, so that's for us. I think it's part to have like also that really that you know that discussion and that conversation on smartphone filmmaking next to only screening the films, which of course is great to see them on the on the you know the big screen and it's it's I think the creation process is also quite important. So it sort of you know really shows what is happening every year in smartphone filmmaking. Yeah, and um, so I think that's also one of the exciting things why every year is slightly different because there are some you know different approaches, different themes keep reappearing and. I think it tells us something about what's happening, you know, in different places in the world and uh, how people tell stories about things and create representations. Yeah, I think I think, you know, specifically for for mobile filmmaking, um 
it's just um it's a unique community of of filmmakers where um in the traditional and I love filmmakers um it's part of the reasons I that I started the the film festival um and and I love how different your your film festival is in in many ways and how similar it is as well because um you know you and I we're both really passionate about the stories and connecting the the storytellers uh through this medium of you know the camera that's in your hand that you that you wear with you basically every day um and um I think it's really cool in this in this particular community, Max, that people really do connect. They get together in a room and they're not strangers to each other. And I, it's almost like magical. Uh, maybe the intimacy that we have with our smartphones because they are kind of an extension of us every day, right? I'm. I don't know about you. I use my phone all day, every day. You know, um, and I'm sure you do too. You know, and and that goes for all the filmmakers um, where traditional filmmaking, their their connection to the technology is only when they're going to want to shoot a film, basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also about with smartphone filmmaking, you can make projects happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have a, a big budget, you can really like go out if you need some friends, maybe if you need some cast and crew, you can ask your friends. If you want to make a film with certain people, you know they can, you know they can, you, they can help telling them a story. Um, and so I think that's the, one of the, the great things about smartphone filmmaking is you can you can produce these these projects. And of course, that means sometimes that lots of work goes in them and lots of passion and lots of time, of course. And I think everyone appreciates that. And um, then yeah. also I think smartphone filmmakers are are happy to be more experimental because you know that's a a slightly different way of making a film than a conventional way. And so I think people are very much more open to um, people. Filmmakers, everyone with a smartphone can be a filmmaker. A, that's why I say people, I guess. The it's okay to say people, to, you know, uh, like you said, look, Max, it, there are people who never, people, right, that they've never even touched a uh, a film, at, or should I say not touched a film, but basically created a film before. They've had the camera in their hand for years. Uh, they've had the smartphone, but they've never actually turned a story into a film before. And um, and these are people that are not filmmakers by profession, right? Yeah, but you can. I think that's sort of the key thing is like you can become a filmmaker if if you want to. And I exactly. think that's sort of it's an, it can be an entryway for filmmakers. It can be a, a certain pathway. But also, I think what I think is also fantastic to see is that um, even some filmmakers, yeah, even some professionals that have been mm -hmm. working, you know, 20 years. Uh, and let's remember that, that happened in one of the workshops. So, so one of New Zealand's most well-known cinematographers. And she she was just like, oh, I've never thought about the vertical, but I find it for portraits really interesting. And it's like, it's very liberating. And she's sort of like, you know, it was just amazing to see how, like, just by having slightly different conventions and slightly different framing and thinking about what you can do, how that, you know, people sort of embrace that space. And I think that's sort of then also, if it takes the full circle also sort of nowadays, I think shows how sort of filmmaking can be, can become slightly different. So, um, well, it's progress. It's, 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 it's circular. It's the, the people who just picked it up for the first time, um, you know, learning and experimenting with it. And then the people who have been making films, you know, on, uh, as their profession, who are picking it up now um, as a sign of progress, you know, with the, the industry itself uh, sort of going circular so that, um, so that um, people connect better around this medium, I think. Yeah. So I think that's... Um... For storytelling. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's sort of, uh, I think the, the key thing was, so, you know, a smartphone is in a way very much a device, device about, you know, connecting people. That's, you know, that's the first time a, a communication device with a camera, with a lens. Um, and so I think that is part of the, of the smartphone filmmaking as well, that you, that you create these connections between, you know, people, film and connection also between the filmmaker and the audience. And I think, 
Yeah, so the, the, the connection is not only a technical, but also like a, a social and cultural element. And I think that's sort of, yeah, smartphone filmmaking embraces us very much. And so I think that was also the idea when we well, went to the Nucleus project. Is, so we want to, as many people as possible to take part in sharing stories and ideas on the notion of sustainability and how can we do this as using the camera that most people have, which is the most accessible one. And so that sort of, I think, was the focus and to go to Mina and, yeah, work with us on setting up that, um, you know, project. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity that if your film has been selected, you'll be invited to be part of another film that you produce with um, five or six people, filmmakers from, you know, uh, internationally. They will all come together to Wellington to produce one more film, which will then be shown at the workshop. And so, yeah, I think, you know, if, if you know, if we as filmmakers want to make more films, this is like a great opportunity to, to go out and produce this. Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, you know, it's 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 okay to get, you know, software or 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 lenses or whatever, right? But um that's, you know, making winning a trip to go and meet up with people and making another film. That's that's really exciting, Max. That's that's awesome. And so the whole the whole uh filmmaking process of course will become a bit of a workshop. So that means that um, we'll have presentations from the filmmakers. We'll have some presentations from some people that have done lots more work on the notion of uh, sustainability and ecology so that we really co-create these stories and we will, you know, work together. We'll set up some workshops before that we meet online. So that we're doing this now via like, you know, some video conferencing and that we can then even use the journey process of going to Wellington if we want to as part of the film and so that, you know, being part in the workshop can also become part of this um, uh, project. And of course, Wellington is a fantastic location to, you know, to make a film that relates to, um, to you know, natural elements and nature. So, and as far as I think, yeah, it would be like a really, um, you know, great opportunity for everyone who has like a passion for smartphone filmmaking, has a passion for sustainability and ecology to become part of this project. And uh, the, yeah, selected films will also be shown. So that means there will also be like a, a showreel it's sort of the mm-hmm. best of at the end, which I think can also be like a fantastic resource to sort of see, like, you know, what you mentioned before, what is happening in this really holistic, interconnected field. Oh, definitely. I love it. Um, can I go? <laughs> um, yeah, make a film. Totally. It's, um, <laughs> well, I, I, um, I just think that whole area there. Remember, uh, so for our listeners, Max was in San Diego couple of times here um and we were up in the mountains and um you were in new zealand at the time when did you move from new zealand by the way so i moved uh three two and a half years ago from wellington to melbourne wow and um yeah i've lived in new zealand for seven almost eight years and before that, I lived for 10 years in London. But as you can hear, I'm from Germany originally. So I can't, can't hide my accent. But um <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, I really get into um, mobile phone filmmaking when I lived in London, um, but that's something that I have been, you know, ever since I'm very passionate about, and yeah, New Zealand was a great place to make films um, on smartphones, it's a very community-engaged project that we produced there, say we, because I did this in collaboration with other people, and then no, Melbourne, I think, is a very great, fantastic uh, city for film culture and creativity, so there's lots of people that are, you know, making awesome work in that space. Yeah, and and New Zealand is, um, well, I mean, I just relate everything. Like what I was starting to say when you were here and and I was living up on on the mountains up there. (laughs) I don't live there anymore, but when I was um, and I and uh, and I asked you, I'm like, does this or I think maybe you just said it uh, looking out the window of the car going down the mountain. You said, you know, this reminds me a lot of New Zealand. Um, Yeah, um, Yeah, there's some. California uh, coast and New Zealand coast is some, I think it's, you know, somehow similar but somehow different, of course, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's some. So yeah, New Zealand is a fantastic uh, place to to make a film that includes nature, of course. And so yeah, Wellington is a great city as well. It's a very creative hub. So it will think be like a a great opportunity for people. There's some great cinemas there as well. Um, for yeah, for like making this as a hub of the, the, the that film production. 
So you're going to open in, you're going to close, you're already open for submissions, but you, yep. you close submissions. Okay. Let, let's separate this just to make it clear for our listeners. So you're open for the submissions for MENA for the Nucleus project and for the regular uh, MENA categories as well. Yep. And then uh, you close all of them in August. Um, the submission for um, the MENA project closes on the 15th of August and for the Nucleus on the 30th of August. Um, that was just a decision that was just made uh, yesterday that we give a bit more time to the Nucleus project because not all the information is online yet. But by the time you will listen to this podcast, there will most likely be a link to the, to the Goethe Institute website where we'll have um, some more information on there. So. Yeah, this will this will be online next Wednesday, um, next Tuesday, yep. next Tuesday or Wednesday. I forgot what <laughs> one of those. Um, so um, so that's when that is. And then when do you have the so so then you will you know do your processing and select the films for screening and so forth. When is the Mina event? Though, so you're going to have one there, and then you're going to have another one in China. Yeah, the nucleus screening will be in the beginning of November in Wellington, and the ninth edition of the MENA screening will be in the end of November in China. Um, I'm going to China um, in two weeks' time to um, meet our colleagues there and, you know, uh, set up the whole event. And so, of course, then we will, like, put this out through uh, the MENA webpage, through our social media which is on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash mobile innovation network. On Twitter, we are at Mina Mobile. And of course, on Mina.pro, which is the website, we'll have all the details. So, um, you know, it's because we are like working, of course, in collaboration. So there's some fine tuning that needs to be done. But I think that's, that's all part of the excitement, really. <laughs> yeah. So you're going you're gonna to go there in about two weeks from now, you said? Yep. Oh, wow. And then you're coming yeah. back. I mean, how long will you be there? Oh, I'll be one for one week in uh, in China at the University of Nottingham in Ningbo, where we will run the MENA workshops and the MENA screening and the MENA symposium. So every year we run a, 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 it's called Mobile Innovation and Mobile Creativity Symposium. And this is a place for academics, creatives, practitioners, artists, designers to get together to showcase uh, different projects. And, yeah, talk a bit more about them. So whether that's the process, whether that's the outcome, um, you know, some processes that are in the making, some work in progress, some completed projects. And, yeah, it's always just a really fantastic space to see what happens, you know, in the area that is sometimes beyond um, the creative arts. Sometimes there are some elements that relate to, you know, enterprise. There's some more techie elements. There's sometimes some elements that relate to community engagement. So, yeah, it's always a fantastic way to think about what happens in that space. And it's such a fast-moving field. So, yeah, every year is just really, like, uh, exciting. And there's also a bit of a community around this. So it's a, it's a great way to, um, you know, to share and discuss. Yeah, you're going to be busy. You're not – You're. I don't know how you have time to – well, I guess you're going to eat and sleep. But other than that <laughs> – I think it's part of the um, – yeah, well, it's uh, we're working always with, uh, with you know, in a team, so it makes it, you know, um, really possible. So as Mina, there's, of course, this year, Chris just joined, who's always making all fantastic motion graphics. There's Adrian, who's also, you know, a very well-known smartphone filmmaker, who's helping us with programming, and he's, like, also running workshops at the moment. And so, yeah, Mina, we're also a bit more of, like, a yeah, collective, really. So I've been working with some other colleagues on the Smart Storytelling Day, which is... Uh, Hillary from the Social Innovation Research Institute. And so I think um, at the University of Nottingham, I work with a professor, uh, Jing Xu, how to pronounce the name right, um, where we were like, um, you know, work. I think that's also the exciting thing that every year is a bit different because we work with different people and that keeps it very dynamic. And, you know, so from uh, really grows the community and, you know, keeping it very dynamic. Well, yeah, and people do get excited. It happens to me over here too, where people get really excited about this, and um, they want to they want to be a part of it, of course. And and you're probably one of the most collaborative um, festival founders that I've ever known, and I've been around just like you have. So, <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic that you know you keep your um, uh, international mobile film festival going as well. And I mean, you know how much work it is. You know, yeah. I think it's part of part of the you know the I think that's why people are so appreciative when they come and sort of connect to this community because it's yeah you find your tribe in a way I guess you know and you sort of you know that people are really about you know celebrating and sharing the work that's been done. And so I think it's something very different if you watch in a film online. Uh, you know, you sit in your room at home, watch it on YouTube, or if you sit in an audience, you know, with some other people that are passionate about this, you know, I think that's, that's part of thing, the, the great film that mobile phone filmmaking can embrace us and can open up these conversations and can engage more people and can, yeah, or, you know, get the professional smartphone filmmakers also very excited about trying new things out and and they Whether support each other. Uh, these filmmakers yes. are more supportive of each other than I've I've ever known other film. I mean, I've gone to other film festivals, and um, you know, they go there with their own entourage, pretty much, and they they watch their film, and um, maybe a couple other they'll choose a couple other films, and then they leave, um, you know, until it's time for the awards or something. And um, these film festivals like ours, there's so much more than that. And they get to support each other and they watch each other's films together, um, which is really cool. And just to sort of like, you know, put it out there as well, that sort of what we say at every, you know, MENA festival is it's an open space, you know. So we are like, you know, you know, like if people that want to join us, you know, that's, you know, internationally or locally, that is always, you know, what we would what we what we really try to achieve. So it's like, you know, getting more people involved in the community and also yeah, having more discussions with people. And so, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a very inclusive open space. And there's a bit of a collective, no for me, and different people working on it. And so I think if you look into the programs, I mean, that's why we put so much uh, effort to them to like really, you know, get them designed quite nicely every year that references all the filmmakers and also, you know, all the people that have been part of it. Yeah, and you even do you still do your um you do, do your publication at the end with all the So this year we have this year we've tried something new which is um because also I always wanted to have the smartphone films being made accessible to like educational institutions because yeah. you find maybe two or three films online but then there is not one go-to space where you can find all of these films. Yeah. And so I've been looking long time for what would be the right place. And so I found now the um, Atom Education Shop. So Atom is the um, Australian Teachers of Media Association. And they have an educational streaming website resource for um, MENA, uh, for, for, sorry, for educational films. And the MENA screening reels are now part of this from the last three years. So it's a it's a, I think, a great way to go and, uh, yeah, watch the MENA films in a in a curated program. Or you know, there's different. Also, they've made um, you know accessible for like schools and institutions that sort of way. Now, are these for uh, schools like colleges or um, or uh, high schools or what kind of schools? Yes, for any any. You know, there's a there's a different uh, sort of rates for um, different institutions. And so, yeah, um, Atom advised on that, and we sort of just followed their guidelines very much. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, and a lot of your films are geared that way. They're very educational. Um, and, of, and, of course, the whole idea was this, is that, you know, with watching any of these films, you'll support the next MENA edition. So MENA is a non-for-profit in that way, and it's helping us to, like, you know, maintain all the things that we're doing. Right. Yeah, you. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't just grow on trees, as they say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um. That would be fantastic, but um. Yeah. So, but I think that's 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 okay, you know. But I think it's also good to know that you know by watching some films, you can support the next edition of a festival. Well, yeah, because the films are you're gonna enjoy those films anyways. So that's it's good to know. Awesome. Okay. Well, what else? What else should we share? What just. Just a little bit about the about the Guten the is it, it's a university, right? The Goethe Institute, they're a cultural foundation. Institute. They have got a, around 150 institutes around the world, and so I'm working with the Goethe Institute New Zealand, that is in the Australasian area. Those the focus on these countries, and <coughs> sorry, the Goethe Institute um, 
fast language courses, but they're also very much a cultural platform. And they're also all about connecting people and um, embrace cultural dialogues. And so I think that's sort of very much like Mina is a networking um, component. And so, yeah, it's just a perfect fit, I think, for, for what we're doing with the Nucleus project. I think we're in a time of, of evolution where people are really, really realizing the power of stories for humanity, for connecting each other, Max. And it's good to see it. And I think that's probably why um, you're so busy because people are starting to realize that you're the one of the perfect people and, and with Mina, you know, to encourage that in the world, which is very important right now. Yeah, I think it's 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 a way to you know embrace some conversations and change the conversations slightly to the things I think that you know people think they should be running, and yeah, it's just fantastic to see what happens in the film of smartphone filmmaking. And yeah, like you said before, it's a very exclusive, welcoming community. And I think that is you know just an excitement to be part of this. Yeah, you know something that you know I think keeps it going every year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, remember when way back then we, we when we both started, you know, there were people saying this, you know, that even smartphones weren't going to be around that long, you know, and look at where everything is now. I love it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right, Mr. Totally. Um <laughs> <laughs> Max, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um it, and for the listeners, I just want to remind you to go to mina. Pro, and from there, um, it, you can cruise around on their website, right, and um, and learn about all these things, and make sure that you take part in 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 this competition, even though it's not a competition competition, but take part of it. They're on Film Freeway as well. Um, and then, what was your your uh, Facebook and Twitter again? Uh, Facebook is facebook.com mobile innovation network and Twitter is at Mina mobile. Okay. And then Instagram, what was that? Instagram is coming up quite soon. So we are still, you know, if someone is out there that is passionate about Instagram and wants to join Mina, just let us know and you will get to run it. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a challenge. And Susie <laughs> also, thanks. Thanks again for like, you know, talking to us, um, you know, and, being the voice for mobile filmmaking internationally, really, it's fantastic. So, you know, I'm a keen follower of your blog as well, of your podcast, you know, to see like, you know, all the great filmmakers that, you know, you've curated very well. But so, so keep going, you know, it's fantastic. I will keep charging on, you know, I love it. And it's a great excuse to get to talk to you again, too. So, well, thank you very much. And let's say goodbye, everybody. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>